Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with the last Texas Hill Country Fisher Reporter of the Year with Greg Wielander of Upstream on the Fly. How you doing, Greg? Well, hi, Marvin. I'm I'm doing great. You know, how, however, it's, you know, it's cold here in Texas uh, today. It's uh, stayed in the 40s out here in the Hill Country all day. Um, the sun was out, which kind of fools you because you know, from the inside looking at it, it looks like it's a nice day outside, but. Um, we do have some 60-degree days coming up, though, in, in the seven-day outlook. So um, that's exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. It, and so, you know, I know last time we talked, you were really concerned, you know, your highs were okay for the fishing to stay good, but you were really worried that you were going to have a really long streak of lows that were going to start shutting the fishing down. Where are you seeing? Well, yeah, you know, the water temperatures have, have definitely fallen off. Um, you know, back when we were talking last, um, just for example, Lake Travis, you know, it was, it was in the, uh, upper seventies, like water temperature. And, and now it's, it's in the low sixties. Um, and that's a big body of water. You know, it takes a longer time for that amount of water to, to change temperature wise, but the, uh, the rivers have definitely cooled off, um, because we've had so many, um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of coolness. You know, I think over the last two weeks, I've only seen around three days consecutively where we were, you know, pushing the upper 60s, you know, maybe touching 70, just depends on what portion of the, uh, you know, the area you're in. So that does start to affect the metabolism of the fish. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and, you know, you know, this, this time of year, I call um, I call this the transition period. Um, my waders, you know, well, well, first off, the waters have cooled down, okay, substantially over the last couple of weeks, and my waders have come out of the closet. You know, um, you know, wet waiting is is a is a stop for for the time being. There, there's no wet waiting being done by me, at least. Um, but you know, since your last report, you know, we've only had a few you know few nice warm up days. Um, and the fish were, were interested on those days. Um, but, you know, it's important to note, you know, I want to mention to our listeners, I prefer fishing in the afternoon hours dur- during this winter time versus the morning hours um, because you've got a better opportunity for, for the bass and the, uh, the sunfish um, with the waters warming in, in the day. So let, let's, let's talk about what I mean by transition period, okay? So basically... I'm transitioning into Texas winter. Okay. Our weather, it can vary from year to year. Okay. We can have snow. We can have 90 degree days. It's just, you just never know. Um, but so far this year, you know, we're, we're kind of running what I would call a, what a typical December should be like. Um, and it's been, you know, cool evenings and, uh, not that warm in the afternoons. Um, so this includes, okay. When I fish, how I fish, and the species that I fish for. So when I fish, you have to be flexible this time of year, um, you know, in regards to chasing warm water species, you know, as bass, sunfish, um, what have you. Um, but I pay attention to the weather a lot, which I do all the time, but I really pay attention to it more so in, in the winter. So um, I want to know when, when is the next cold front, Okay. When does when does the wind switch back out of the south? And I like to see days, you know, daytime highs, you know, at least in the upper 60s, okay, at a minimum, with, with a south wind. 
And, um, you know, having two or three day run of that, you know, is a good thing. And then I'll generally look at getting out on the water on that second or third day of, of the warming um, prior to a, or following a cold front. Um, and, and I prefer the afternoons over the mornings as well. And that's just because um, the temperature's warming up um, and the surface temperature of the water is going to be warming up and the fish will, you know, definitely come up into the shallows a little more so. Um, but how I fish, okay, like I said on my last report, you've got to slow down your presentations for, for your warm water species. You know, and if you're fishing deeper water, you know, I'll pull out sinking fly lines of, of various sink rates, okay? And that's if I'm not getting eats on a floating line. And then the species that I fish for, okay? So there's three things. When I fish, how I fish, and the species that I fish for. So there's cold water species here in Texas, such as rainbow trout. Um, you know, we have several options for trout fishing here in central Texas. One, of course, is the, you know, the famous lower Guadalupe River um, out of Canyon, Canyon Dam. But if you want, you know, more solitude and, and, you, and you don't care about the size of the fish so much, then there's numerous spots throughout our entire state of Texas. But, you know, I'm going to kind of focus on central Texas um, and the hill country, you know, in regards to the rainbow trout. So over on the Blanco River or, or the Llano River, uh, Texas Park and Wildlife does a great job at, at providing, you know, numerous locations for folks to chase rainbows during the winter months. Um, and, you know, you know, some of your listeners out there, if you guys want to, you know, Google trout stocking in Texas, Texas Park and Wildlife will have a, a, a nice itemized breakout on everything from urban ponds out to, um, you know, to the, to the streams like the, the Blanco or the Llano here in central Texas um, on, on when they're released and, and, and how many is actually being released on those locations and on those days uh, in, in both. December and January. But another fish that I, I start looking at a little heavy, you know, is, is the striped bass. So um, I enjoy chasing stripers. Um, and this time of the year is um, the stripers like the nasty, cloudy, cool weather. You know, it's more so the angler that might not care for it as much. But the striped bass are, are actually kind of turned on by that, that weather change. Um, so um, well, let's talk a little bit about more of that here in a second, but I get a lot of requests this time of year about um, teaching folks how to fly fish. And, and generally it's, you know, somebody's significant other is purchasing a gift certificate um, for fly fishing for as a Christmas present. And I, you know, I do offer gift certificates for, for anybody out there that, you know, has an interest in that. But, you know, first off, I normally start off with a casting lesson. And that's if somebody has like zero, you know, skills or not skills, but they don't have any background in fishing. They've never actually gone fly fishing. And I'll offer a casting lesson for somebody and we'll do it, you know, generally on the, uh, a day prior to actually fishing. But uh, there have been times that I actually do a, uh, a lesson before we get out on the water. And um, I'll generally take a, a client out to a less crowded area, you know, like the Blanco or even the, you know, the Lano River is my favorite. And, um, you know, when you take a beginner out on the Llano River, it's, it's just pure enjoyment for both for both the beginner and even myself. You know, they, they might not be catching a trophy trout, um, but, the, but they're catching fish. And, um, and it's a gorgeous part of the state. So um, let's jump back to the warm water, okay? 
that, you know, there's several power plant lakes throughout central Texas. Um, one of them is Bastrop. It's a, a power plant located just, you know, 30 miles east of Austin. And, um, you know, Lake Bastrop serves as a, uh, a power plant cooling pond, okay, for a, uh, you know, I think it's called the Sam, Sim Gidden Power Plant, which is operated by uh, the Lower Colorado River Authority. And the power plant is uh, operated off natural gas, and, and the water in the lake is actually being used to cool its generators. And the, the bass fishing through the winter months is, is fantastic. Um, and, and, of course, we were talking about stripers, okay? Um, we've got stripers on, on a lot of the lakes around the area, you know, Lake Buchanan, Lake Travis, and even as far south down as uh, Canyon Lake, uh, which is the, uh, the reservoir just above New Braunfels. And that's actually where the Guadalupe River comes out of Canyon. Um, and, and a lot of the stripers get out of Canyon, and, and they're in the, you know, in the uh, Guadalupe River below the dam there. Um, and they're, they're eating on the trout, you know, typically the, uh, the state stockers that are being put in right there at the tail race. But, um, you know, your tips and techniques. Okay. Um, let's, let's talk about Bastrop, Buchanan and the Lana River. Okay. As far as winter fisheries, you know, so Bastrop currently, you know, the bastards are, are along the hydrilla lines, um, and on the outer edges of the grass and, and they're chasing shad. So the, the cool thing that I like about Lake Bastrop is all the submerged grass. And, um, you know, you've probably got, you know, two or three feet of water over this grass, but you've got a visual line that you can actually present your fly to. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy that. And, you know, the, the fish are keying in the shad. So any, any of your shad bait fish patterns, you know, that I, I talk about all the time, you know, your deceivers, your big clousers, your uh, bushwhackers, your game changers, lunch monies. I mean, anything that is shad looking is, is, has been producing up on Bastrop. And, you know, back again, it's the color white, um, you know, chartreuse over white or gray over white and, um, using a seven or eight weight fly rod. And, uh, the hook sizes and those flies are kind of one off down to size two. And, uh, Bastrop, you can get away with a floating line. For the most part, but um, I'll generally have an intermediate sink line on, on the boat as well. Um, but over on Lake Bass, um, Buchanan, Lake Buchanan, for stripers, um, there's two things you want to do. One is you're looking for birds. So bringing a pair of binoculars with you out, you know, for, for folks that are doing it themselves, uh, bringing it, binoculars with you out on the boat. And, uh, you know, of course, your electronics, you know, um, the graph, you know, your fish finder to be able to, to locate your shad and your stripers um, because the shad is, is the key forage out on, on Buchanan or Travis or even uh, Lake Canyon, okay? So I try to keep it pretty simple. Um, I, it's you know basically clouser minnows or uh, scissor tail clousers, um, which is another one of my favorites. And, and all the fishing is done with full sinking lines, and um, I'm using short leaders. You know, generally they're about three feet in length, and, and I'm – you know, I prefer fluorocarbon. And your flies, you know, gray over white, chartreuse over white. And then on those days that it's, you know, extremely overcast, um, real, real dark, almost low light, um, black over purple. If, you know, if you're not getting bit with some of the lighter colors, uh, black over purple is a, a good fly to pull out. And it's 
a, a clouser, okay? And um, seven and eight weight fly rods are a must because of throwing those stinking lines. And, uh, you know, of course, you can even use a nine weight for, for that if, if you've got one. And the last fishery, the Lana River, okay? And um, let's talk about more about the, the, the stock state stockers that uh, Texas Park and Wildlife puts in there this time of the year. So initially, after the, the trout have been stocked in the land or the Blanco or, or any of the other streams out, you know, out in the areas that you live, um, you know, typically within the first couple of weeks, you can catch them on anything that moves, okay? And you could just put on a small size 10 or size 12 woolly bugger or, or anything that resembles, a, you know, small river minnow, just a little, even a little micro clouser. Um, but then once they start to get acclimated, um, they'll start keying in on mayflies and, um, you know, they'll be eating the, uh, you can, you can nymph them and, uh, use small midges. But, um, one of the favorite things I like to do is, um, you can start watching the water, you know, when you get out to the land, I'll sit and watch for a while. And it's craziest thing I've ever seen, but I've, I've had numerous dry fly days out on the Atlanta river. And we're talking very small flies. I mean, we're talking size 20 and 22s. And they get pretty selective, you know, like a dark brown or a black. Um, you know, didn't matter what kind of pattern it was, just as long as it was in a certain size and a certain color. And, uh, you know, if you got a fiberglass rod or, or one weight, um, you know, bring that along because those smaller fish are, are a lot of fun. Um, but if you got a five weight, that'll work just fine. But Marvin... You know, there we have it, the month of December, as we get closer to Christmas here in the Texas Hill Country. Well, that's awesome. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. Uh, you can send them to us on our Instagram or our Facebook page. If we read your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag, and you'll get into a drawing for some cool stuff that um, Greg's going to pull together here, actually, because we're going to draw in early 2021, and there'll be a drawing. Um, and, uh, you know, Greg, before I, um, uh, I let you hop, why don't you let folks know where they can find you? So, uh, until things get too cold or if people decide they want to chase some trout with you, they can reach out and maybe get a gift certificate or book you. Okay. I've got a website that's upstream on the fly.com and I'm over on uh, social media, both on Instagram and Facebook as upstream on the fly. Well, folks, as I mentioned at the beginning of the fishing report, we won't uh, be together again until we're on the other side of 2020. So I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Greg. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Marvin.